0: The autumn wind is a pirate.
1: Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and, well, you've heard the rumors. Yes, that's right. Is Gruden coming to Oakland? Well, we're going to talk about that and more here on show Three Sixty Two. Well, before I get any further, my deepest and most sincere condolences go out to the Allen family, and especially to the siblings, for sure. You know, losing a parent, there's it's like a club, um, and until you get that to happen in your life, well, you won't know about it, um, but the pain you feel as a sibling, you know, uh, the loss is pretty incredible. They were very close, and well... You know what? Just send your prayers to the Allen family. No matter what, uh, losing a parent, especially so young at age 66, my goodness, that is brutal. All right, Raider Nation, on this show, we will have. Well, you'd expect me to say a postgame for the Brownies, and you would also expect me to say a pregame for the Bronco Well, no, we're not going to have that. Why? Do I need to tell you we lost to the Brownies? Yes. Do I need to say it was disgusting? Yes. Let us move on. Wait a minute. Do I have to say that the Broncos are a formidable team that's on the way up? That has a great quarterback and a great defense? No. Do I need to tell you that Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning is coming to town and the stands will be full of ho fans? No, I don't need to tell you that. I don't even need to tell you what I think about the score and what might possibly happen at O.co. So, I'm not. I do have two other stories, however, that are very interesting first one would be WWADD that would mean what would Al Davis do (laughs) perfect time to look back and think what would Al do at this time of the season how would he look at this team oh my gosh I got your imagination working and I'm sure you're smiling too and our next story is draft draft so early we got to think about draft you're damn right we got to rebuild this damn team, and we can't mess around right now. It's time for us to start looking away from the losses and to the future. And that's the young draft picks of this draft. They say it's light. We're going to have to check that out and see what's happening. That and the bone line, of course. And that should do it for this show. Okay, okay, I've heard that John Gruden is supposed to be in talks with Mark Davis. Don't you believe it? It is buffoonery and a sheer desperate attempt for attention from Pro Football Weekly. Since John Gruden left football, he's had all the time in the world with his family and money to do what he wants. The guy works for ESPN, he has a great contract, he has a great deal, he makes plenty of dough, and he has plenty of free time to spend it. Why would you go back to a 22-hour grinder to be a coach and then be underneath the thumb of a general manager and an owner? I don't know why. Not to say I wouldn't love to have him on the team. Not to say it wouldn't be cool to see his face stroll in the sidelines Giving that stink eye to everybody. I would love it. And so would the Raider Nation. It would be an incredible victory for this organization. But I just don't see it. I can't see it. And, matter of fact, on 95.7, the game, we got some people talking about it. We're going to find out what they got to say. And I got to agree. <laughs>
2: From Yahoo Sports, outstanding NFL writer Les Carpenter. So let me ask you if you have any thoughts on this, if you've heard about this at all. From Pro Football Weekly, quote: "The latest scuttlebutt in the league has John Gruden in line to rejoin the Raiders organization in a prominent role." There's a little more there, but I mean, they even say it's scuttlebutt. What are you hearing, if anything, about John Gruden where he might be next year?
3: You know. Uh... I find that still hard to believe that he would do. Uh, I I just have had this feeling for a long time that he doesn't want to go back and coach, and it's a much much nicer life that he has. He can do a lot. He has a huge prominence. He 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 can do a lot of the things that he wants to do. He he certainly can get his ideas out there without having to agonize over the wins and losses. And yeah, maybe you would have thought Tennessee would draw him back, but I don't think there was any great interest there. I, I just. I find it hard. Guys like him and Cower, once they don't immediately come back, I just don't think they want to come back. Now That's a, that's a gut feeling. That's not something I've discussed with him or, or anyone else that, that would be close to him. That's just my gut feeling is when guys don't immediately do that. When they don't immediately return within a year or two. They don't really want to return. Like, like, for instance, I think Mike Holmgren really wants to come back and coach again. I think he's made it very obvious. Uh, I, I
1: just don't feel that way about Groot.
2: All right, Interesting.
1: there you go as much as i'd love to see gruden back chucky could you imagine the screams it would be epic it would be epic up in that house but it ain't gonna happen i don't think so and that is all i have to say about that nation i'm sure you said it i know you thought it but this is the case w w a d d what would al davis do i think that is classic <laughs> now this is surely my speculation on mr davis's actions at this time of the year with a season like we've had. I think that there'd be rumblings of coach firings. He would definitely have been out by now. Uh, Maybe not in his later years. I mean, he might not have been out by now, but something would have been said about his displeasure with the way things are going. And I'll tell you one thing for sure, Mr. Davis commanded respect. Whenever he went anywhere, wherever he was in the presence, you felt like you were in the presence of royalty. He was a dynamic presence in the room. Can you imagine being a players? Man, they got to get all kinds of emotion when he gives them the evil eye (laughs) because Mr. Davis did not jack around because he had the paycheck. He wrote the book. He's the one who knew the plays. He's the one who knew the coaching staff better than the coaching staff knew themselves. That was Al Davis. Without his presence in the locker room, on the field, And actually in the building, it's difficult to say, but I can say this, Mark Davis better step on up and grab those things between his legs Ah! because he should be calling Reggie McKenzie in his office for an ass-chewing and also maybe the young Coach Allen for an ass-chewing as well because this kind of football is just unacceptable. I understand, of course, the dynamics of the draft, the lack of lack of cap room and every other excuse you want to use to throw this team into an excuse bucket. But I will say this, these are professional football players and they play better. They play better early in the season. They play better together and hell, they played better last season. So, Let me say this, Mr. Davis would shit-can all this coaching staff and have a start over. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Coach Allen might have some leeway, but I'll tell you one thing, Knapp has got to go. Tarver, I'm not sure, because Tarver is linked specifically to Allen. Allen is the one who runs this defense. You can put your money on that. So I don't think Tarver will be a victim, but I do think Knapp, is staring at a long hallway with no light at the end. Unless it's a position light, and that means position coaching, if you know what I'm saying. We do need players, there's no doubt about it, but we do need coaches that are leaders of men, and we don't have it right now because the locker room is toast. To are starting to throw out penalties and fines, not fines, so to speak, but benching players. Benching players, what are we, in high school? That's not how you take care of business in the NFL. You can't be that solid of a disciplinarian. Al would never have put up with that crap. He would have been pissed if somebody benched his Daenerys more. There's no doubt in my mind. So let's listen to Greg Papa, Bill Romanowski, and 95.7 The Game. These guys got it going. They got a great take. Let's hear it. It is the uh, football hour. John Lund, Greg Pope, as we
4: always are joined in studio, Bill Romanowski and Rod Woodson. Let's uh, hit up on the uh, Raiders now. Speaking of Peyton Manning, how can they avoid, on a short week, Dennis Allen's father unfortunately passed away, so he's not going to be with the team. Uh, it doesn't seem like a good week to be taken on Peyton Manning.
0: Well, let's, let us so, let me first say I, my condolences goes off to the you know Allen family. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, anytime you lose, a, you know, your father or a loved one, it's tough to deal with. So, you know, I wish everything on his family. Uh, condolences goes to him. Uh, but getting back to the Raiders, it's going to be tough. I mean, he, they said he's going to try to come back Wednesday and be there for the game on Thursday night. Um, it's going to be tough, guys. I mean, we we are keeping it real. They've, they've played pretty bad this year. And it's been very inconsistent on offense, defense, running the football, throwing the football, stopping the run, stopping passing. It went, they struggled, Rod. It's gone from bad
5: to really bad. That's what concerns. Embarrassing, me. yeah. And, That's really at the end of the day, bad is one
0: thing, but really bad. Is...
5: And, and I, this
0: is my and, and we were saying this outside of the break. Sometimes, and I, I'm not blaming them, but sometimes you got to look at the coaches. This is the same roster guys that they're eight and eight for the most part. Two years in a row, a play a win away from the playoffs. And they don't they look so far removed from that. And that's what's like a head scratcher. You talk to the guys and the guys are really frustrated. And I'm not saying blame all the coaches. I don't know what groups you gotta look at, but I just think Mr. I think Mark Davis, I think Reggie McKenzie, I think even Dennis Allen, if he's still there, which I think they should give him another year. I think they really have to look at the personnel they have and the coaching staff they have put together to see if they need to make changes on both sides of that. Absolutely.
5: There's no question they all have to look at themselves. It starts with the owner. Mark has got to get more involved. He's got to know what's going on. He's got to demand excellence. And his next guy is Reggie McKenzie. Okay? He has got to be in his office every single yeah, day,
0: that phone has to be twenty four seven yes because see I, I this is what I do respect about Mark Mark knows he's not his dad, he knows he doesn't know football like his dad, but with that being said, he has to take more of a role in understanding what this league is about and because this is his first time being around it on a day to day basis because if the boss
5: if he shows or shows that he doesn't care. Which, hey, I know Mark cares, yeah. but if the appearance is he doesn't by not meeting with them, sitting down with them, and letting him know what he needs and what he demands. And Eddie DeBartolo didn't know football, but guess what? He demanded winning championships. Somehow, some way, it was so friggin', we knew it, we felt it.
0: And it was every day because a loss was the end of the world. And I think what needs to happen, I think Reggie and Mark relationships need to get closer. And if he doesn't do that with Reggie, then he needs to get a football guy that's his guy. That's in that place every day saying what's going on. Well Something you know the needs rumor, to right? The Gruden rumor. No. Oh no. Gruden make too much no. money. Ugh, working he 17, He's he working could. he's working twenty weeks. 20 weekends Problem a year, with John is and he's, he's, he's making a lot of money. It all
6: gravitate towards him. He's yeah. not the guy for that role. Uh, in, in defense of Mark, you know, Mark had back surgery. He was not well. Uh, he didn't travel to all the games early in the year because he, he, he had a situation with his back that he had to get cleared up. I think he'll be more involved. Uh, you know, one thing that his dad just had, you guys felt it, when he got on the plane after a game like Cincinnati or Baltimore, I used to call it the Al Evil Eye. Oh, ooh, dude, you was, even. There was nothing like it. He would look at you after a game like that and just – he didn't have to say a word. No, it, And you knew it's not acceptable. And if you do be, it again, you may not get back on the plane. And there has to be that edge a little bit where it's one thing to try hard and work hard and scheme hard, but you can't perform like – this is a performance-based industry. And we'll yes. get other guys that can try hard – and scheme hard and play, but you yes. you got to get it done. And when Al would give you that look, right? You guys got it.
5: When he walked into the room, you felt it. Okay, you know, I remember going. You, you went to the White House to me. When a president walks into the room, whether you like him or not, there is a, it's a feeling. It's well, a guess respect what? Factor. When Al Davis walked into the room, you felt it, and it just what it is what it is. And there was a certain respect. And, you know, for me, I wanted to ball for him. He gave me a chance again after Denver, and
0: I wanted to play hard for him. And I felt it on both sides, you know, being as a player with the Raiders and then on the coaching staff last year with the Raiders. Oh, God, yeah. I felt it on both sides. So, listen, you think it's bad being on the player side. Don't come in that room playing like we're playing and Mr. Davis is sitting there. I mean, we, what played, was that we, like? played, we played halfway decent. And he made you feel really bad. Now, because he knows what good football looks like. He knows what good football looks like. And I think you all respect that. Um, You know, I just, everybody wants to see the Raiders succeed. I want to see, you know, Mark Davis and his mom. I I still want to see him succeed. But he has to, and yes, okay, the back injury, I understand that. But the phone line with him and Reggie, they have to be like buddies. They have to be like childhood friends where they're beside each other all the time, so he can hear everything they're talking about.
5: I think the coach needs to be in on that, too. I really do believe, because then you have a situation where it could be, again, like Al had it, where he drafted his guys, and the coaching staff make it work. Well, guess what? The extreme is the Belichick, where he's the boss, he makes all the decisions, and he drafts the guys that work in his system.
6: Here, here's the major crossroads this franchise faces. And you said it earlier about the drafting of Kaepernick. You know, Kaepernick's their guy, so they'll go to him. Al drafted all these guys. He acquired all these guys. So when they had a season like this, he'd get rid of the coaches. He'd blame the coaches. They didn't coach him right. What the hell are they doing here? This guy's not being used right. So he kept the players around. Now when they look at it, let's really step back. And look at the 53-man roster. How many players, I'm talking about players, guys that even should be on the 53, do they really have, I count maybe 10, that are really on the 53? And above that, do they have anybody? There's there's players you keep on the 53 Then there are players that, that you pay to keep, that are going to reach free agency, and you've got you to pay to keep those guys. How many of those guys do they have? But, but think about this. Anytime you have a losing team... You don't have that
0: many guys like that. That's the first thing. They but may you, have the fewest in the league, but no. But you, I still, I still think they have some pieces. I think they have more than ten. More than ten. I agree. I think they have more I, than I ten. I was going to say twenty listen, to twenty-five. You you, you, think think you have twenty players. Listen, okay.
6: How many do you want to keep, pay to keep? How many are Pro Bowl players?
0: Well, you, you don't have that
6: when you're you losing. You I understand that, but how many can play that way? I'm not talking about that the team. I would have to how, go through
0: the whole roster, and But I still think I just you can't tell me. Two years in a row, 8-8. and And then this year, it's like the wheels fell off. And it's the same freaking team, guys. Come on. We know. It's the same team. So somewhere along the line, that's why I said at the beginning, Reggie, Mark, coaching staff need to get together. And Mark and Reggie, not even Dennis, Mark and Reggie need to decide, do we keep the whole coaching staff together? Do we make him make some changes? Do we make changes in our personnel with our Roster, we got to make some changes because this rock the record right now and the way they've played is unacceptable.
5: Here's where I disagree with you. Michael Bush gives them two to three more wins. That one guy gives them two to three more wins.
6: Whoa, I don't wow. ag- I don't agree with that.
5: All right, we can continue to discuss. Which this games
6: does he win that they don't go go through the one? She would have
5: he- won this last game if they had him. Hmm. Right. I'll give you that right there.
4: All right, let's pit the guys against each other. If you're new to the show, the football hour, we always end it with truth or trash. To you, Rod, the Raiders right now are no better than an expansion football team. Expansion football team.
0: Wait, didn't Carolina go to the playoffs their first year? Did they go to the playoffs? Or were they yeah, at least second, right? year. Yeah. second, second year? year. Second year. They, second year. They, they in, in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. So did Jacksonville. Second year. Yeah. They, they, beat all over you. They, they beat us. They beat us. In Denver, too, right? Yeah, they might, they might over us. I remember that. now kicked our yeah, ass. They might be playing worse than the last couple Jack expansion teams. I mean, just think about it. I, I say it's truth because they're just so inconsistent, guys. Think about it. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They can't run the ball. And Carson, he's inconsistent.
4: That ball he threw was
5: bad. Truth, they have a couple good players that could play and start for other teams. But as I said before, we not we don't have one guy that could start on our starting team that could start for the 49ers. Not one. Come on. And, and and Branch, don't
6: give me that. Tyvon Branch is better than Dante Whitner. No. Lamar Houston. No, doesn't work as no? well. No. Wow. All right, number Carson
5: th- Palmer. No. Alex Smith, yes. <laughs> Kaepernick,
0: no. You
4: saw that one go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, to you, Rod. Uh, if Dennis Allen doesn't win another game this season, he should be one and done. Gruden to the rescue.
0: Well, that's too... Gruden, no. Okay. Right, Gruden's not leaving the booth.
4: just the people... Yesterday, there was a rumor that people were going crazy.
0: But no, I, I think Dennis should get one more year. I- I no matter g- what. No matter what. Give him one more year. Let his draft come in, and let's see his style. I do think he needs to make changes on his coaching staff because they're going to make changes on the roster. He needs to make changes on the coaching staff to get the best out of his players because his players are not playing good football, and that's, if Al Davis was alive, let's say that's the coach's responsibility. What do you think, Romo? One and done if he
5: doesn't win one? Trash. If he has the same season next year oh, that he has
0: this year? That's not even a question.
5: Absolutely. He might get fired midway okay. through. That That's happens. Gruden couldn't do any better with this football team. No, 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 no. Yeah, he could. No, he couldn't. Yes, he could. No, he could I'd not. i bet money. No, he could not. I'm
0: not even a bad man, but I could bet money that he would do better. because he, no. yes, he could. I love this.
1: Well, there you have it. I can't add nothing to it. And I think they're all right. (laughs) I don't know about finding that many good players on our team, but I I just think coaching, man, we're we're suffering from a coaching desert. Uh, I don't get it, but you know what? We'll just have to see what happens. So as I'm doing the story, I find out right now, breaking news, that John Gruden is in talks with the Oakland Raiders, according to several sources, uh, at the ESPN crew. Evidently, his $5 million salary ain't going to sour uh, Mark Davis. Perhaps this is just what the Raiders need, is a name and a face, because you know, Al didn't like the fact that John uh, got all the glory. Well, now uh, Mark Davis don't care, and John can come back and take that glory all the way to another Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. So stay tuned, man. perhaps somehow, some way, the Raiders can come up with a scratch to hook John Gruden. If that's the case, man, you better go out and buy five jerseys tomorrow and help support this Raider organization because we need John. We need Grudy. We need Chucky up in the house, up in here.
7: It's Buker and Townie on 95.7 The Game. We're going to get back to Raider Calls coming up here at the top of the hour. But now joining us, a man who's been around pro football for a long, long time. Publisher and editor of Pro Football Weekly since 1981. He was the color commentator for the Chicago Bears from 1987 to 2004. And really got all this started with John Gruden and the Raiders. And it happened yesterday. From Pro Football Weekly, Hub Arcus, right here with Buker and Townie. Hub, thank you so much for stopping by
8: pleasure to be with you guys.
7: What do you know right now about the relationship between Mark Davis, John Gruden, and what kind of talks have they had?
8: Well, we know that there has been some conversation. We know that there is some level of mutual interest. We really don't know much more than that. Uh, Mark Davis, obviously a novice at this stuff, uh, still also uh, involves his mother in high-level decisions. Carol Davis, uh, I'm sure Amy Trask is involved as well. And, you know, the bottom line is that this season has not gone the way that the Davis family had hoped it would. I, I think they knew that there was some work to do and some rebuilding to do. But the question is: Is this just a team that's floundering, or is it a team that's actually rebuilding? Uh, according to reports that, that we've heard, that they are intrigued by someone as respected as knowledgeable as John Gruden. That the conversations are about something much bigger than just being a head coach. Somebody who might lead this franchise back to its championship ways. Uh, basically, overseeing the entire football operation. And that's as far as it's gone. His conversation, um, uh, I think John Gruden was a little bit surprised by the welcome he received back in Oakland. The one thing that we do believe strongly from a number of sources is that John Gruden does want to be back in the NFL. He can say he loves the job at ESPN all he wants, and I'm sure he does, but his eventual goal is to be back in charge
9: of an NFL team. Hub, ultimately, what do you think would have to happen for this to get
6: done?
8: I think Gruden would have to be comfortable with the authority that he was being given, with the resources that he was being given, and with what the rest of the organization was going to look like. Now, again, this is all in the early stages, but we understand the early speculation in the conversations has been that Reggie McKenzie absolutely would stick around, uh, whether he would remain general manager under a president or VP of football operations or possibly have a director of personnel, a uh, title we really don't know, But but, but we... We don't believe that Reggie McKenzie is at any risk. Um, It's hard to imagine John Gruden coming back and not coaching the football team. Uh, We have not heard anything specific about the future of Dennis Allen. We just know that the Davis
9: family has shown some interest in John Gruden. And is there, obviously, John? so John wants to get back in. Is there going to be competition for him with the Raiders? Well, I, I think, you know, he'll be
8: offered other jobs or at least asked to talk to other teams. Um, You know, uh, you always have to also deal with the Rooney Rule here, and you don't know where that fits in. Now, it may be that what the Davis family is offering is a new position that doesn't exist, in which case I don't believe they'd be obligated to interview other candidates. Uh, If, in fact, he were replacing a Dennis Allen or replacing a Reggie McKenzie, then they couldn't do anything until they also interviewed minority applicants. Uh, As far as other teams being interested, they will test the waters. They'll find out if he wants to talk or not, but I doubt that there's another team out there that would be willing to offer him the kind of control, the kind of power that it appears the Davis family would consider giving him at Oakland.
7: Pretty powerful stuff right here on Buker and Townie, 95.7 The Game. Hub Arkish from Pro Football Weekly, publisher and editor since 1981. He's, he even used to be the color guy for the Chicago Bears back from 1987 to 2004. I kind of look at this... You know, that was then. This is now what Mark Davis was when his father passed away and he was taking over the team and who he was listening to back then. And now what I'm kind of hearing now, are you getting the sense that he's changing on who he's relying on for advice on how to run the Raiders?
8: Well, I couldn't really say. I, I met Mark and his mother several times many, many years ago. I have not spoken to them uh, in a long time. I, I did have a pretty good relationship with their dad. Uh, I know that, that early on, uh, back in the 80s, 90s, uh, Al Davis wasn't sure that Mark wanted to be a part of, of pro football or the NFL. But over the last decade plus, I think he came to that interest. Uh, he definitely studied at his dad's seat. There are a number of Raider alumni uh, who remember Remained very close to his father, who I know remained close to Mark, and I suspect that they're in his ear at various times. But I think, from everything I've heard, and again, there's more than one source; they're good sources. But but nobody's reporting anything as imminent. But what I've heard from these sources is that he just thought they would do a little better, and he has his own doubts now as to whether they're moving in the right direction.
9: Uh, all that aside, looking at this Raiders team from the outside, uh, Hub. How do you view what they've done so far, and where do you put the blame? Essentially, is this a fault of Dennis Allen, or do you look at this team and say, what could you expect with the talent that they have?
8: Oh, no, I mean, this is absolutely the fault of Val Davis and Hugh Jackson. Uh, You know, uh, and I and one who just thought the world of Al Davis. He was a mentor to me from the time I started in the business. I, I think he's one of the true legends of the game, and I understand that he changed and became a little more difficult in later years, but he was absolutely a football savant. That said, he spent the last decade or so continually trying to do things to win instantly, and, and you know one mistake tends to snowball, and next thing you knew the, the team was short on talent and short on resources. When Hugh Jackson jumped into the power void After Al Davis passed away and made the Carson Palmer trade, he set this organization back two years, uh, regardless of who took over. So Reggie McKenzie came in. He's tried to clean house a little bit. Dennis Allen was a bit of a surprise choice, but I'm not sure how you evaluate these guys when they go in without draft choices and without the ability to unload certain contracts as quickly as they would like. I'm sure that they both hoped and continue to hope that they'll have the chance to build this team in the image that, that they view it in, and it's not with the, the roster that they have right now.
7: Instability was the hallmark card of the Oakland Raiders coming back from Los Angeles, and Hub Arcus joins us from Pro Football Weekly, a publisher and editor since 1981. When Al passed away, we were under the belief that you know what. Things are going to be different, that there's going to be consistency in the front office. There's going to be consistency with the head coach. But now it's starting to seem like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And with these John Gruden rumors where there's smoke, there's fire. Where does Dennis Allen as the head coach of the Raiders? How should he be feeling and how do you see his future?
8: Well, I guess what I'd first like to say is that, that mine and everybody at Pro Football Weekly's thoughts and prayers are with him right now. We know he's going through a very difficult time with the loss of his dad. And, um, I don't know that he should make too much of this until he's had a chance to speak with Mark Davis and Reggie McKenzie. You know, you talk about stability in the front office. Let me stress that according to the reports that we're getting, that Reggie McKenzie is not in jeopardy here, that this is possibly bringing in somebody above him. Maybe Mark Davis saying, I need one more piece to the this puzzle. I don't know if he's changing so much as adding and trying to give himself the best resources that he can if, in fact, he makes this move. Now, that said, again, if he makes the move, even though Gruden would be intrigued by the complete power he would have, it is hard to imagine him coming back and not coaching the football team. So um, there is something to the story as far as the conversations having taken place. How close the deal is, or if the deal is going to get done, I really couldn't say. So I think Dennis Allen has to treat this the way all coaches do, is until somebody tells him something, he's got to keep trying to win football games. Although I'm sure he probably would be reaching out at this point, either to McKenzie or Davis, to find out. You
7: know where he stands, hub. Absolutely great stuff. The magazine, the website, Pro Football Weekly. You can check it out also, profootballweekly.com. We got to have you on again soon. Love to do it, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, hub. Uh, 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 what, what, are you, what are you giving to me? He's throwing stuff at us, <laughs> members of the media. There are two people on this planet that have the ability to make talks happen between John Gruden and the Raiders in regard to him allegedly taking over football football operations or the position of head coach. Each of those individuals, owner Mark Davis and general manager Reggie McKenzie, want me to communicate that this rumor... Has no validity whatsoever. And for the record, I'm personally disgusted by Hub Arkish would spread such an untruth. Uh, this is from the Raiders. Okay, I get you. Uh, and for the record, I'm personally disgusted that Hub Arkish would spread such an untruth on the day our head coach, Dennis Allen, had to deter, uh, determine with his mom, his brother and sister whether to take his dad off life support or wait and hope that he would regain consciousness. Dennis didn't have an opportunity to say goodbye to his dad, but he did have an opportunity to take a phone call regarding Hub's story. If you ever have something like this and All right. Well, okay. I, I, I hear you, Zach Gilbert, Director of Media Relations. I understand. I t- t- hey, this is not something that... You know, once again, stories find you. Yeah. Nobody... You know, yesterday when we're sitting up at USF and we're going over our show... We're talking about San Francisco 49ers. They're the hot topic. I mean, it's there's a quarterback controversy. It's, it's uh, you know, Kendall Hunter's now, you know, not there. And is Michael James going to play? And David Akers' struggles? And is this the right call? I mean, there was a, it, it, you know, this story, you know, it found us. Sure. We didn't, you know, we, well, weren't, we
9: weren't looking for and, it. And not only that, but look, none of us, none of us feel good about, this coming up and the situation that it puts Dennis Allen in and 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 the the tragedy that's uh, that's befallen Dennis Allen at this point in the season i mean we we wouldn't you, you don't like seeing that happen to anyone and we mentioned it when this first came up can you imagine being in Dennis Allen's shoes and you're dealing with the loss of your father and now there's uncertainty about your job and i made my calls Thinking, really? Could this really be happening? I mean, yeah, I, this, I, I had a hard time. Does this it. make any sense? And so when I made those calls, and the answer was, oh yeah, and this is why. And there was great detail given as to where things were and how it would work, and whether Reggie McKenzie and John Gruden could work together, and what the sticking point would be on it happening, and a percentage of it.
7: Potentially happening. We'll get to that at the top of the hour. And to Zach Gilbert, Director of Media Relations for the Raiders, Zach and all of them have to realize the cloak and dagger and the secrecy and the lies and the never telling the truth for all these years. It's not like you have that equity built up, you just don't. And there's a lot of people, old school media guys here down in Los Angeles to back to here that will back exactly what I'm saying. When I reported that those four coaches were fired last year, the Raiders denied, denied, denied. And then they never even put out a press. Hall of Famer Rod Woodson, they never even put out a press release. So, see what I'm saying?
6: Whatever.
1: It's never too late to look forward. That's what I say cuz I can't stand looking backward. Yeah, looking backward is just a line of losses and unbelievably poor performance by a team I love so much, and it just breaks my freaking heart to see this team being pitied by other fan bases across the nation. It is brutal. That being said, it is time to dump the fat, if there is any, on this team and start loading it up with some damn talent. And we That means the damn draft. Uh, let's just listen here to who we might get. I'm thinking it's a good idea. Teo. From Notre Dame. What's up? Let's hear it.
2: Russ Landy with us, director of Scouting National Football Post. Make sure you check out their uh, Russ's is uh, a mock draft. Never too early for an NFL mock draft. And, Russ, it looks like you – is this the first mock draft that anyone's done, to your knowledge?
10: Not the first one done, but probably the first one done that uh... – has a little bit more information behind it rather than just throwing darts at a board.
2: There you go. All right, so uh, based on current records, the Raiders would have the third pick, right? So how do the according to your mock draft, 1.0 by Russ Landy, how do the first three picks go here, Ross? Excuse well, me, Well, right now
10: I have it going Luke Jokel, the offensive tackle from Texas A&M, going to the Kansas City Chiefs. I have Bjorn Werner, defensive end, Florida State, going to Jacksonville Jaguars. And Manti Teo, oh! all-everything linebacker from Notre Dame, going to the Oakland Raiders the perfect replacement for Rolando McLean, who turned out to be a almighty flop for uh, them with the eighth pick a few years back.
2: Is tail, he's an outside shot at the Heisman, right? He
10: really does. I mean, it's going to be tough because it's hard. For whatever reason, they won't give the award to a player who doesn't score touchdowns and he just does not score a lot of uh, touchdowns as a middle linebacker. But he's a tremendous football player. I think he's as good an inside linebacker as, come as has has come out in three or four, at least five years. So, I mean, there's a lot to like about Tao and, and his future in the NFL. Russ, I know that a mock draft uh, obviously can't allow for all the variables, but just given the, the Raiders' multiple needs, what do you think actually is the likelihood that if they wound up with a pick at three or thereabouts that they would actually keep it as opposed to – You know, trading it for multiple picks. Well, you know, I think five years ago you would have loved to have said, oh, they'll trade out, but it was really hard before they changed the compensation due to these top picks. But I think nowadays it's very reasonable to expect that the Raiders, if they – had if they end up with the third pick, they're going to get offers because there are going to be teams trying to get the offensive tackles that are on the board in this draft and some of the pass rushers that they will have the opportunity to trade out maybe once or twice like the Rams did last year and pick up two or three extra draft picks in addition to being able to keep a top 15 pick probably in the end.
2: How can the Raiders hope to keep up with Denver?
10: Well, I think, it, it's a, I think you just have to give them a little time. I mean, McKenzie, I think, is going to... Do a great job of replenishing their roster and bringing a lot of talent to that organization. But they can't go from nothing to full speed without time. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, Denver's a unique situation. They had a lot of talent. They went to the playoffs a year ago with what I thought was a below average quarterback, and they just happened to luck into the fact that Peyton Manning with the injury was available. So they went from a, a mediocre team to an elite team because they added him to a very talented defensive team. I think the Raiders need a year or two, but I do think they're headed in the right direction. I think they are going to get there with McKenzie running the ship, and I I wouldn't be worried if I were Raider fans. I'd be pretty excited that McKenzie is the guy running the ship. Russ, do you think that Greg Knapp's um, sort of insistence that the zone-blocking scheme can work, does that ultimately become his undoing in Oakland? Well, I don't think so. I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to as long as Coach Knapp and Coach Allen and the GM McKenzie are on the same page, they will acquire the players that fit that scheme, and that will allow them to do what they want to do as coaches and be successful. So I don't think it's going to be as undoing. I think the key for any franchise to be successful is for the general manager and the scouts to be in sync with the coaches as to acquiring players that fit what the coaches want to do. If that happens – any scheme can work as long as you get talented players that fit those roles.
2: Russ Landy, National Football Post. Check out his mock draft. Thanks, Russ. We'll talk to you next week.
1: You got it. Have a great week, guys. Of course, the speculation is that we draft at number three. Now, we might not draft there. We might draft four or five. But really, in the top five, I see us for sure if we continue to play the way we're playing. And we got some issues, too, man. We got a quarterback's going to get $17 million next year. Are you kidding me? Is he worth $17 million? Hell no, he's not. If he doesn't restructure, he's gone. Liner ain't worth it. Pryor ain't going to do it. So we're going to be looking for a quarterback. That's another position. Unless they keep him for that money. Yeah. So we got a lot of holes to fill. A lot of surprises coming our way. So we have to look forward into this draft and hopefully pull some diamonds in the rough. McKenzie, the wizard, better get on it. I'm sure he is, so we'll see what happens. Raider Nation, call in. Let's hear what you guys think we should be doing in this draft. It ain't too early, Padna. It's just about the right time. Bad of the bone. Bad of the bone. Well, Raider Nation, it is time once again for you. to Speak your peace. Get it out. Therapy is yourself right here at the Raider Nation Bone Line. get on it, and share your frustrations, your pains, your joys, if there are any, (laughs) I'd love to hear them, and definitely your comedy, because man, like I've always said on this show, I am going to laugh because I am damn tired of crying. Okay, so, who's the first one on the line? That would be Raider Maniac. <laughs> I love you, man. Hey
11: Raider Greg, this is Raider Maniac. I just saw that uh Coach Allen's dad passed away. So I'd like to call and give my condolences to him and his family. And we'll see you on Thursday
12: night. Go Raiders.
1: Fully agree. You know we got to send our condolences. Like I said, nothing like losing a parent. It's um, it's pretty brutal. So you know you got to send love out to Coach Allen. Faux show. Next we have Raider Joe from Rochester, New York. What is happening, Joe? What's
13: up, Raider Greg? Raider Randy. It's Raider Joe from Rochester, New York. Uh, Cincinnati. Yet another loss, but what's new? I've, you know, adapted your philosophy of just let it go yet again. You know, we're obviously looking for the future, but I just want to point out uh, two things that I believe that is the key to, one of the keys to our failing, failing season. And one is obviously um, Michael Bush. He's gone. Great running back, great backup to uh, Derek McFadden. But I think the main reason for our, you know – failure right now is the loss of jacoby ford i know that gets lost in all the other injuries that have had you know plagued our team and whatnot but i think jacoby ford was the key to our team for fill position for you know changing of the game he set the tone when he had a phenomenal return even returned one for a touchdown just you know now we're putting these joe schmoes back there and it's either touchback fumbles you never know what we're going to get out of our punt and you know kickoff return so I just want to put that out there, and I believe that. I really think that that is the reason, and uh, it's, again, hard and another loss, but it is what it is, and so just want to call and give you love, and hopefully everybody uh, had a great Thanksgiving and uh happy holiday season, and go Raiders.
1: All right, Joe, I agree. Uh, he would have made a difference. I don't know how much of a difference, but he would have made a difference in the season uh, but uh, quite frankly, I'm glad he's off the field. Uh, one less guy to get injured bad. I mean, he's going to come back next season, so we'll have him next year. So it's a positive, really, when you look at it. Our next caller is a dude that I really like, man. I like his takes. It's, they're very clean. They're very well thought out. This would be Rada Bass coming at you, man. Let's hear it. <laughs>
14: Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Base calling from Ontario. You know, I was reading an article about Bill Belichick, and during his first two seasons, you know, I think the first season he went, uh, he only had three wins. And the next season, he had five wins. So I think that us as fans and the media, we've been, you know, really cruel against these these coaches. Haven't really gave them a chance, you know, to get into their zone and do their thing. I know Dennis Allen is a young coach. He is a first-time head coach. And, you know, he is still growing and learning this team and getting the grasp of being a head coach. Reggie McKenzie got Dennis Allen because he wanted to rebuild and he wanted to start off fresh. So remember in the beginning, we started off with new staff, and he expects the staff to grow together. I wanted to speak a little bit on Greg Knapp. I've seen that Marcel Reese and Stewart have been doing pretty good with the same zone blocking scheme that was ran before with Darren McFadden. A lot of the times, not the scheme that doesn't work, but it's the player that doesn't fit into the scheme. So maybe Reese and Stewart are better zone running style and Darren McFadden isn't. So maybe it isn't the scheme, maybe it is Derek McFadden, maybe lack of patience or or something that doesn't that he doesn't fit well into the zone blocking scheme um I do think that some of the plays that Greg Knapp runs are pretty predictable and are pretty simple. I don't know if it's the lack of of route running abilities of the wide receivers or it's just the lack of his creativity and I think we have to be patient with um, with our team, with the staff, and see what comes out. This last draft, we didn't really get any players that are impacting right now. When drafts before, we've gotten some good players, like Houston. We got him in the second round, and, you know, it's rookie season. He got, you know, a lot of sacks. So we'll see where this goes. You know, I'm optimistic. I would like to see them finish strong, show some heart, and you know try to get a couple wins. Uh, it'll be nice just to see them showing that they have Dennis Allen's back, because you don't want to lose the team, your first year coach. I know a lot of guys must be mad after that another disappointing loss. I guess um, the defense just likes giving up points, even though in the third in the third quarter. Man, they played their asses off, and Dennis Allen is right. They need to play with that anger, you know. When they're angry, they're just, you know, going and getting their quarterback. But I don't know what happened in the first half. I don't know if they didn't expect Cincy to score that many points, but they got to feel something when they see Andy Dalton just laughing and, you know, having a great time. I would be pissed off as well as a defensive player. I would be trying to rip represent off. But anyways, yeah, we'll see what happens. and. You know, we got to think positive. Dude. We haven't rebuilt since ever. And, uh, you know, here we go. And let's see what happens. All righty, guys. It's been good talking. And I'm out.
1: I think we all understand that. We all understand that he's a first year coach, and we got to give him some slack. But I don't know about the Greg Knapp scheme, man. He hasn't been successful anywhere he's gone. So I'm not getting that whole thing. I'm not getting that the team buys into Allen's uh defense either so you know there's a lot that has to change we have to give him a chance but his coaching staff i don't know about that but we'll see hey man we got nowhere else to go uh but man it sure be nice to see some kind of progress don't you think and next we have the man that carries the severed head of the opponents (laughs) this is raider darren From up there in cold-ass Utah, what is happening, my brother?
15: Hey, Raider Greg, Randy, Darren up here
16: in Utah. Hey, I just listened to your podcast here, and uh, in through there, you were saying, um, somebody show me a threat. You know, I'm a half-glass-full type guy here, you know that. Anyway, I was just thinking, I've got some information for you some of the threats that we have here. We'll start with the coaching staff. Shit. Okay, no threat there. Offense. uh, Let's see quarterback, uh, offensive line, running back. Shit. Okay, defense. Well, shit. Special teams. (sighs) Okay, well, I guess my glass isn't half full. All right, you're right. Fuck. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to you later. I will see you down there um, Thursday night, the 6th. Have fun. I'm going to go play with my dog. Seems to be more
1: entertaining. Later. Well, you heard what Greg Papa said. Ten good players on this team. Ten. That's not very good odds, man. And I'm not the one who picked him, so I'm not trying to be all negative. But, you know, come on, man. We need impact players on this team. And we don't have too many, at least yet. A lot of young players, a lot of talent still left to be seen. So let's just hope we got some diamonds in the rough going to come up to the surface here pretty soon. Let's hope. I will see you Thursday for the Bronco Hose. Man, it's going to be fun in the parking lot. That's for sure. And next, we have a regular and a regular great caller, uh, Raider Tatum from the Midwest. What's happening, brother?
16: Raider Greg, this is Raider Tatum from the Midwest. I truly don't care about football right now. I have been known to speak the truth of what I feel of the Chiefs, but at this point in time, it's absolutely sickening what's going on in this world. And even though it is the ketchup, mustard, and mayo uh, with all the jokes and all that other stuff aside, it's horrible what has happened there. It's absolutely just disgusting. This is the one time that I will root for the Chiefs. I hope they can pull it together because it is beyond the game. As always, long live the Sabbath. Put Jack Tatum in the Hall of Fame. Take care, everybody.
1: of course he's talking about the young linebacker for the chiefs who had the whole issue i don't want to get into it so much it is tragic but it is a reflection of her society um you know it's not just there all over the cities all over the inner cities uh stuff is crazy Uh, i don't need to say that because you guys know it already and next we have a sinner yes indeed the sinner is the Pennsylvania Raider. What's up, man?
17: Hello, Raider Nation. I have a confession to make. Uh, bless me, uh, Raider Greg. Uh, this is Pennsylvania Raider. I have sinned a grave sin uh, in uh, the congregation of the Raider Nation. At some point during the uh, Brown Raider game, I actually found myself uh at some point, actually rooting for the browns, that's just how angry and uh disgusted I was for the game uh i I ask for uh forgiveness from you and Raider Randy and the rest of the Raider nation uh I just you know hope uh you know you can all find it in your hearts to forgive me you know that's what that's what uh I think we like to preach around our Raider Nation is uh forgiveness so uh I would like to confess that uh huge mortal sin to Raider Nation and uh you know, just uh, continue to uh, like, you know, uh pray for me and everybody else like me in Raider Nation that just finds herself rooting for the for the other team because we suck so bad. Uh, yeah, man, that's that's it. Uh on to uh on to Denver on Thursday. Who knows? Maybe we'll uh You know, maybe it'll actually uh, be a game with, uh, you know, five minutes in. But uh, anyway, uh, for my penance, um, I think I'm going to uh, watch the entire 2006 of the Art Shell era to punish myself to realize how bad things could possibly get, uh, because we're pretty much there again. And and I'm going to watch a few Jamarcus Russell games as well. So uh, I beg for your forgiveness. Uh, greater Nation, please forgive me. Thank you.
1: Oh, no, please, man, don't do that. Don't even subject yourself to any of that. Hell, put some glass on the ground, pour some lighter fluid, light on fire, walk across it in your bare feet before you do any of that, my brother. And next, we have Reda John from Rhode Island, a man on an island in very hostile territory. What is up?
11: Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, what up? This is Raider John from Rhode Island calling in. I haven't talked to you guys in a few weeks, but um, just trying to say a few things. Uh, I've been on Twitter a lot. i got a lot of Raider fans that I follow, and they follow back. And, you know, we always tweet during Sunday games. And every week a lot of people have been mad. But, I mean, this is the way I look at a Nation. How could you expect us to be that good this year? This is the rebuilding year. And I know we all wish that we could have been better, but let's just face it, this is what it is. And the fact is, it's not really the coach's fault. It's not Dennis Allen's fault. If you look at it, look at where we started this year with the Carson Palmer deal and as far as the draft trade, the trades for the draft picks go. Look at um, at, uh, the salary cap. We had no money to spend, we had to get rid of some guys. But this is what we need to do, guys. There's no point in bringing over uh, a gruden like, great coach like, I don't know, like Jeff Fisher or whatever the team could, to, to come over the team when we don't really have the talent right now. This is what these years are for. Guys in defense mostly have one-year contracts. Look at the bright spots that we have. Phillip Wheeler and a few other guys, we're going to have the next year and get rid of the guys that we don't need. So it's going to take time. Dennis is going to – he knows what he's doing. He's going to grow with these guys as well. He has a four-year contract. Things are going in a different direction. we got to let the program work. It sucks. We all know we went eight and eight two years in a row. Nobody wants to be three and nine at this time of the year or whatnot. But, hey, this is what we had to do. We had too many skeletons in our closet. The Al Davis era is over, and right now we need to fix where we were because of that, and we'll get back there soon. So don't hang your head up too low, Raider Nation. Hang your head up high. That's all i got to say. Keep in there. It's a tough year, but what are you going to do? I'm, I promise you, with this type of system, we will be happier in that. I'm out, guys. Love you, Raider Nation. Love you. Uh, love the show. I'll be uh, listening soon. Peace.
1: That Raider John has a nice, positive attitude. Yes, we all know we have to go there, uh, but we know we've got to do some major tweaking along the way. I don't know if this coaching staff is the right staff for this team, but who knows, man? We're going to have to write it out just like you say. I know it's going to get better, too. It's just a matter of time. And the other thing here is WWADD. What would Al Davis do? We can't think about it. He's not here to do it. And next, we have Maddie Rader from Albany, New York. And, you know, you can't tell it from this phone call because he's a little bummed out. But he's a real lively fella, nice guy. A great Raider fan. What's up, Matty Raider?
18: Hey, it's Matty Raider, Albany, New York. Just calling in real quick after the uh, Browns debacle. I just want this season to be over um, at this point. I mean, these guys aren't even competitive anymore. I mean, this is just a pathetic showing that they put on every Sunday on the field. Um, I mean, we are going to get absolutely torched by Denver. Um you know, I guess Denarius Morin, uh, Ron Bartell got benched by uh, Dennis Allen. Um, you know, I think the only reason he's doing something like that is to try to save face apparently behind the scenes, I guess, he got spoken to. Um, I mean, I'm just, oh, man, I'm just so depressed. I just want I, I just want this season to be over with. Uh, I want these coaches fired. I don't care about the turnover that we've had in the past couple of years. Um Anyway, that's it. With that being said, I'll probably watch the Denver game. It'll be over by the end of the first quarter. So uh, let's go Raiders uh, in the draft.
1: Yes, the end of the season is closer than you think. (laughs) And who knows, man? The Super Freaks could come out and beat Denver. Hell, at least give them a game game. That's all I asked for, and I'm sure that's all you asked for. Let's see. Who knows? But we know this. The draft is where we're all looking. And next, a longtime contributor to the Raider Nation podcast, my good brother, the Double X Raider. What's up, man? we Randy. we Greg. we Nation, the Nation. Double X Raider. I kind of
16: called it a couple of weeks ago. I said we were done. And uh, obviously, we are done. But what I don't like that I'm seeing is I'm seeing a little bit of division between the coaches and the players. I see a lot of blaming the players for the play on the field from the coaches, or that's the reason why they're not winning, or the reason why they give up over, you know, 10, 20-plus yard plays per game. Now, granted, some of that may be players – Player miscues or uh, players uh, out of position, but the whole regression is not on the players. That's on the coaches. I think we need better coaches. I don't really care about the head coach too much as far as whether he should be there or not, but um, I think he's got a, he's got an issue. But all the all the coaches we hire, all those assistant coaches that are now coordinators, that or first time at doing their new job, I think all of that is rearing his ugly head and is translating the play on the field. And what I don't like is the coach is not admitting to it and, and not evaluating themselves, per se, and making the changes necessary to make the players better on the field. You know, that old adage, you know, he's putting our players in a good position to win. Well, if he really doing that, You would take evaluate yourself and what you're doing, and then change what you're doing to fit the players that you have, instead of trying to fit a round peg in a square hole, i.e. the infamous zone blocking scheme, when nobody, well, other than Stewart and Reese, are built to run that scheme because McFadden is just too quick. That's the bottom line. He he is just too fast for that type of scheme. He needs a, a hole that's there that he can hit and go. His lateral. It's too quick. The hole's not developed. The same thing we saw when we initially drafted him, and he was running in the back of folks because he's just too doggone quick. So I think that needs. I think we need that needs to be addressed. I do like the fact that you know Mark came out and said he wasn't happy. Hopefully that uh, fires some people up. I think the head coach is lost. I really don't think he has an answer. He doesn't know an answer. I don't think he was really that great of a defensive coordinator. I think he had really good defensive players that figured it out, and he also had, you know, other coaches that were there too. I just don't think Dennis Allen knows what he's doing. I think he's he's cutting his teeth on the team. I think the record indicates that. I think when you have a team that's eight and eight for two years back to back, obviously we have the players to be at to be at least eight and eight, and then when you bring in new new staff, change everything, and now you you're not even in the Top 20, then obviously there's a problem. I have to go ahead and let it out, man. Let you know that, hey, I'm still out there. I'm still pulling for my boys, but damn, something's got to change. We need some change. All right, man. Great, great nation. Keep up the great work. Double X Raider, and I'm out.
1: Once again, you bring up a great point, man. And here's, let me just put this out there Mark Davis hired McKenzie. Mackenzie in turn, hired Allen, and Allen, in turn, hired all these assistants. Now, they came into the building new. The players already knew the building. But it is easier for the coaches to blame the players at this time of the season. They want to keep their jobs for sure. So it's easy to point a finger at the players and say, we did our job, but they didn't do theirs. The Problem here is Mark Davis doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's got to trust McKenzie. So I'll tell you what's going to happen is we're going to lose players and we're going to get new players, but I think we'll get the same results next year. I hate to say that. Unless we change some of these assistants, we're going to be screwed, even with good players next season. So, you know, wisdom would prevail. I mean, WWADD, what would Al Davis do? I mean. I don't know, man. I just think that we need to change the position coaches to the benefit of the players. And uh, I just don't think Allen had the right staff coming in. And that's it. And next we have Raider Ernie. And I'm going to tell you, man, you got to listen to this man. He has a rant. <laughs> you need to hear it.
19: Raider Greg,
20: this is Raider Ernie, first time caller. And I just gotta get this shit off my chest. What the fuck has happened to our once great franchise? We look like a bunch of fucking clowns out there running around, not have a clue what to do. Our offense, for some reason, can't catch a ball anymore. Our defense is running around. they don't have a clue what play or what position to be in. And when they guess right, they can't tackle anybody. Also, Carson Palmer, I've been in his corner All year defending him. And what you do, once again, we're within, definitely can tie the game or take the lead. And what you do, he throws a fucking interception at the goal line. And what's up with Greg taking a nap? I mean, this guy's a fucking idiot. Twice yesterday in the first half, first drive, actually, we were moving the ball on the ground with no problem. What do we do? We get to the 50 yard line and then just abandon the run and start throwing. Free and out, punt. Free and out, punt. I'm sick of this shit. Nap's got to go. We need to clean the house. Maybe it's time to bring Pryor in. I've never been a Pryor fan, but maybe it's time to take a look at him. I mean, we have nothing else to lose. I mean, I I don't see us winning another game this year. I mean, it's ridiculous. Anyway, I'm coming in for the Thursday night game. Looking forward to meeting everybody. I'll be in Thursday morning, going down tailgate. Definitely looking forward to the tailgate, not so much the games. Anyhow, I'll talk to you later. I'm out. Go Raiders.
1: Yeah, well, some coaches put their players in a great position to to win, and then you have Greg Knapp. (laughs) Because he is the opposite of that. I don't get his play calling. Juvenile, pedestrian. I don't know anybody who enjoys an offensive game plan planned out by Greg. Take a dirt nap. Crap. That's it. And next, another very, very good caller, man. Love your calls, brother. This is H D Raider up in the house. What is up?
21: Uh, H D Raider on Monday night. Um watching all the games this weekend. You know, I was watching uh the Seattle game against the Bears. I'm watching the Monday night football game and and um uh, you know, a few other the young dynamic quarterbacks. That are out there, and everybody who has a really, really, really good team, or a team that's about anything, has a real solid quarterback. Out of RG3, Luck, Russell Wilson, Kaepernick, fucking Carson Palmer would be a backup to any of them. I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but he sucks. You guys need to quit defending him. You need to quit making excuses for him. He's fucking slow. He makes bad decisions. He can't get out of trouble. I don't give a damn to sort. story. He, I mean, damn. People, I mean, throws into coverage. I mean, come on, man. This dude's been playing how long? I'm watching RG3 on Monday night. This dude is spot on with his throws. Uh, he does have a good coach, too, that we had at one time. I, it's just it's just amazing, man. If they don't go out and get themselves a young, dynamic quarterback in the next two seasons, and you keep going with these flat-footed, bold wiggle, no decision-making quarterbacks we've been having, Ray Nation, you can scratch it. I don't care who you bring in there. You have to have a young, dynamic leader that everybody can rally around, and Carson Palmer is not it. Pryor may not be either, but I'm damn sure to tell you what, number three is not either, and either is liner. And don't go get Matt Barkley. That fucker sucks too, man. Or goddamn, uh, uh, what's the fucker in San Francisco about to get cut? Don't bring his ass over here. Go get a youngster like RG3 or Russell Wilson or somebody like that. Luck somebody and build around him, man. I'm out.
1: Yes, I will tell you, Palmer does suck. Had to give him the benefit of the doubt. He has the best intention. But, you know, he's throwing interceptions like he has his whole career. I have to agree. Was trying to stay, you know, impartial. Can't. It's there in our face, it's there in my face. So, yeah, we need a dynamic young quarterback, but we also need a dynamic, brutal defense because that's where we're really sucking. And we need to start with a D before we get to the O. So I think we better concentrate on the D and let the O flounder until we can get on over there. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Reda Sambo. What is happening, man?
15: Hey Raider Nation, this is Raider Sambo. And man, a little down in the dump. It's been so rough these past several games, man. You know? I mean, change is coming. We're just going to have to be patient. Greg Knapp, man, everybody fucking hates this guy because he just comes in here and, and with his fucking zone blocking scheme ruined Darren McFadden and his fucking stretch plays is obvious pitch plays and screen plays, and QB rollouts with a quarterback that has no fucking mobility. Ugh, I fucking hate our offense this year. <laughs> I almost more than I hate the defense. And and I'm fucking I'm officially a Palmer hater. I I bought his jersey. I, you know I don't think it's all him. It's Greg Nat mostly. But I mean I'm getting sick of the of uh, all the fucking check downs, third and ten, I'm going to throw a three-yard pass to, to Jeron Kreiner across the middle and then get mad when I throw it behind him. Fucker, it's not like he's going to catch it and make, you know, three people miss and then run for 11 yards and get the first down. You know, I don't know if it's just people not getting open. You know, I like that they benched Denarius Moore yesterday. You know, that guy, he has regressed so badly, and again, it's the offense, I just can't wait till, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off on Palmer again. There's three things that I fucking hate about this guy right now is his, his tired arm. More than ever, I'm seeing these high passes, these passes that are behind wide receivers. You know, he just, he can't, his arm is not the same. And then you got a guy that has absolutely no mobility. There's times yesterday where he got sacked, and I swear anybody could avoid getting sacked. There was a point where, where I think maybe Cooper or one of the other one of the main shitty offensive linemen that we have got pushed back into Palmer, and a normal quarterback would step back and roll to his left or roll to his right, get the fuck out of there. Palmer instead just ducks down straight into him and gets fucking fat. He's a terrible athlete. He's a dinosaur. He's on, his type of quarterback is extinct. It might have worked, you know, 10 years ago, but now you've got to have a quarterback with some mobility. And, and the scheme that he's limited to, it just hurts him even worse. And his poor decision-making try to throw a deep ball at Kriner, and under-fucking-throw it, man. That goes back to the arm thing. But it's also poor decision. You don't need to throw that, man. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then it's time. It's really time to see what other people have. And I haven't been calling for Pryor the entire season like some idiots have. But now is the time to put Terrell Pryor in. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating. it's trail prior time, or Matt Weiner time. I prefer trail prior time. Uh, thank you for letting me <laughs> Thank you for having this fucking great bone line that's on this amazing podcast, because media doesn't cover the Raiders any, at all. This podcast is, is so great, and I, I look forward to it each and every week. Thank you, guys. Keep it up. <laughs> Keep Raider Nation sane because if it wasn't for you guys, we would have no news, and we would just be cussing each other out on Twitter and Facebook. And I mean, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> have a have a week. <laughs> bye bye.
1: Why hell? After that, Rand, I think we should take Bomber around the back and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, Terrell Pryor should come in. I mean, what the hell? We got nothing to lose. Nothing. But we honestly, I got to say this. I don't think they've really prepared Terrell Pryor to play. Honestly. I don't think that he's ready. Look at his press conferences. He looks very, very upset. Like, he's not getting the attention he needs to be that guy. So don't be surprised if he goes in and doesn't do very well. But what the hell, man? We got got nothing to lose. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Palmer is done. And I believe he's due $17 million next year. What do you think about that? And next we have Raider Spence, and he's calling from Boulder, Colorado, deep in severe enemy territory. What is up? What's going
22: on, Raider Nation? This is Raider Spence coming at you from Boulder, Colorado. Uh, before we get all worked up about what's going on with this team here, I just gotta say a couple things. First off, I think everyone just needs to take a back seat and really look at what's going on. First of all, instead of adding players in this off season, we had to get rid of players, and that really put our program back a long ways. But, however, I feel that we need Greg Knapp and Jason Tarver fucking out. I mean, these guys cannot be fucking here anymore. And also, the fucking players that don't even attempt and bring bad energy to this fucking locker room need to get the fuck out of here. Alana McLean. see you later, man. If you're just gonna sit here and fucking complain and whine, just bring everyone down, get the fuck out of the program. Next, Terrell Pryor. I want to see this kid get a shot. Next season, I don't see any reason why Carson Palmer should be here. We don't need some quarterback who is past his prime paying him a bunch of money get get him the hell out of here. I mean, we can't if we're gonna if we're gonna start over new, if we're gonna build from the ground up and we're gonna rebuild there's no reason to have Carson Palmer here paying him a bunch of money but I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot this team has to do, but that's all I got. Raider Nation,
1: peace. All very good points, my brother. Especially the if we're gonna start fresh, we better start very fresh. Carson won't be here next season. He won't. If he is, then we're dumber than I thought. And next we have Raider John from San Antonio, Texas, out there in hostile territory. Oh, I'm sure you hear. Texans everywhere, brother. What is up?
23: Hey, Raider Greg. This is Raider John calling from San Antonio, Texas, and just listening to the podcast from after the Cincinnati debacle and just thinking about how it's just the same old shit with this team and – you know, I see people I hear and hear people say, Oh, gotta keep Allen, gotta keep things consistent, you can keep things stable. What's so stable about this? This is a farce. This team is a joke. I feel bad for Mr. Allen, my condolences on your father passing away. But do your fucking job. This team is ridiculous and they're a fucking joke. It's like watching a bad movie about football. And things gotta change and you know, I don't I just don't see it coming from this guy. I mean I don't even know how he got by with his defense in Denver. It must have been something with their system and John Fox, because this guy is terrible and has no clue. And why just keep him to fire him four or five games into next season? Then what kind of stability are you getting there? Because then you've got somebody else that's thrown into the mix in the middle of the year and has to pick up where this turd left off. That's just my thoughts. I mean, uh, you know, it's a joke that the Raiders go through a coach every year, but, This guy's not going to do it, and I can tell right now. I have no confidence in Dennis Allen whatsoever. I've lost any I have. I mean, he couldn't even talk like this because he'd be going, um, 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 I'm out.
1: He'd be going, um, um, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. (laughs) That's what he'd be saying. Hey, man, Dennis Allen looks more like a golfer on the sideline than a head coach. I hate to say that. But, uh, man, we're going to be stuck with him regardless. Let's just hope he grows into his job. I hope he does. I wish him the very best. I really don't have anything bad to say about Allen other than the performance of his team speaks freaking volumes. And next, we have Raider Grant. He's in Oregon, and this is one hell of a call. I love this damn call. Check this out. It's priceless.
12: Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Raider Grant up here in Oregon uh, calling in to say, uh, Go Raiders. Sunday was my birthday, and all I wanted on my birthday and the only game I really cared about winning this year was against the Browns. Uh, To elaborate a little bit on that, I had uh, some neighbors move in. The first thing they did is uh, put up a great big Cleveland Brown sign in their garage facing my house. Yep, and the second thing they did is they called the police on me because they thought I was beating my dog because when you grab his collar and he wants to go to the river, he sounds like a dog getting beat. And so one day I have a cop come up on my door and guess what? I was getting accused of beating my dog. I hate these neighbors, and there's nothing more than I wanted than to win the Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. I wasn't able to watch the game, but glad I didn't. Uh, anyways, I just wanted a nice, big fat W on my birthday, and instead I got a gift wrap pile of shit right on my fucking doorstep. Other than that, I know we're rebuilding, but uh, for those people who think it's going to be a year or two. I don't mean to be pessimistic, but uh, we've been rebuilding since 1980, so good luck on that. But hey, I'm optimistic, so Reggie McKenzie, or should I say Reggie the Cheese Wizard McKenzie needs to pull a rabbit out of his ass and get this team going. And Baby Davis, or should I call him Princess Davis? I don't know which one, but at the end of the day, you'll always be Daddy's little girl until you drop some balls, grab this team by the reins, and bring us back to excellence because we haven't been committed to anything but bullshit. On that note, uh, go Raiders. And uh, we'll see how far uh, it takes us to get to the next uh, playoffs. But uh, right now, I'm going to hold my head high and say two years, just like everyone else. But once again, I'm being very, very optimistic. On that note, Raider Nation out.
1: Wow. Princess Davis, that is epic, dude. I love your rant. Love your call. Happy frickin' birthday, by the way. Sorry the team couldn't deliver. You know, people traveled here from all over the world to see that game, from Scotland, from from England, all over the goddamn place. And, uh, well, we laid another egg perhaps the next time, my brother, but great call, man, great call. And last but not least, I thought the Raider Nation should hear from the man himself. Yes. And he's very optimistic. This is Greg Knapp. He's coming at you. Let's hear him.
24: Hey, Raider Nation. Uh, What's going on? Just wanted to call in. You know, I listen to your show. I love it. You guys are great. Raider Greg Raider Randy. Everybody, Raider Nation! Woo, Warriors! I tell you. Anyways, Greg Knapp here. I was just taking a crap, thought I'd call. Um, well, you know, a lot of things going on here with the Raider Nation, and I am so fucking stoked I get to coach the team this week. Just when you didn't think it could get any worse. <laughs> hey, put me in control. Let me coach the team for like a short week. You know. Bronco hoes coming up. Peyton Manning into our house. Don't fear. I am going to be the kingpin. I'm going to lead this team to victory, Raider Nation. Tell you what, you don't need to uh, worry, Greg. I need to take a crap nap. It's under controls. We're going to make sure this is not a bad one, okay? Have no fret. Fear not, my friends.
19: You know, we've only had
24: five losses in a row, you know, Uh, the loonies, I got five on it. it. You know, it's got to come to an end. Five losses. We're going to flip this one upside down like Denzel Washington in the movie Flight. We're going to get inverted. You know, we're spiraling out of control. We're going to flip the jet upside down. Yeah, and we're going to pull it out, and we're going to have a win. But actually, the real story in Flight, uh, they never pulled out of that inversion. But you know, a lot of things happening. I, you know, I know, I know. Mark Davis had a had a serious discussion with uh, Dennis, and you know, I hear these things. I know there's a big chain of command. It goes from Mark, and then re- talks to Reggie, and then Reggie talks to Dennis, and then Dennis talks to me. You know, eventually I hear some things, and then eventually I become the head coach. It's fucking crazy. it's <laughs> just fucking crazy. But I'm stoked about it. I can't wait to beat the Broncos. We're really going to ream it to them. McFadden, you know, he's probable. He might play. We got like four more people hurt on the defense. Hey, the players are going to make the plays, okay? We're going to do it. Fear not, Raider Nation. Back me up. Greg, I got to take a nap, and then I got to take a crap-on-your-team nap. I'm going to pull through. And I really hope I do. Go Raiders.
1: Wow, I thought that was the last call, but no. No, we have to get down to the real, real desperate fan. Let me tell you, man, even Siri is a Raider fan. Uh, Let's hear Siri. What has she got to say?
19: Hello, Raider Greg. I hope you can help me. This is Siri, the voice of the iPhone. You would not believe how many people have been asking me questions about the Raiders. For instance, Siri, how many games will the Raiders win this year? Siri, will the Raiders ever be good again? Siri, will Reggie McKenzie fire Greg take a dirt nap? Raider Greg, I don't know what to tell them. Can you help me? Do I have to be a part of Raider Nation to give advice like this? I would like to have a football team to call my own. I like the silver and black colors, but I don't know if I can put up with all of the bowel shit that is going on with this team. Should I join the Raider Nation? Even with all of this bowel shit, I think I would prefer the silver and black over the nutless, boltless, chargeless, chargers, or the Rats. What do you think Raider Greg? Am I Raider Nation? This is Siri, and I am out.
1: Were well, you goddamn right, you're Reda Nation. There you have it. The Siri on the iPhone is Reda Nation. Can you believe it? I love it. Hey, listen, man. We have a long road ahead. We can't look behind. We're all beat up and pummeled, and we're getting nailed by every other team in the league. But... The same guys you see as you're going down, you're going to see the same guys as you're going up. I think we will be up. we got a lot of rearranging and changing to do. Uh, and we got to the beat the hoes Thursday night. Could happen. Super Freaks could come out. You just never know. But until then, we're going to have some beers and some barbecue at the Bad Boys at Barbecue. It's going to be off the chain because there is nothing, and I mean nothing, like the Raider Nation. I am Raider Greg. And I am out!